in that there are a bunch of words in chapter twenty, uh, chapter five, that end with uh, kind of the U sound at the end. Not in English, but in Hebrew. <coughs> so you won't ever see that. But it, it, it's kind of a you know, it's kind of a poetic device. So there is kind of a linking up if you could read Hebrew. I can't either. Almost like rhyming. I don't think rhyming, but yeah, almost like uh, assonance. You know what assonance is? It's the similar sound of consonants. That's alliteration. Yeah, assonance is for vowels. What alliteration is for consonants? Anybody else know, have known what that word was besides me? Hey, good for you. Yeah, I learned that in grammar in school. I don't think anybody ever uses that word outside of English teachers. So, a s s o n a n c e. It's, it's, you know what alliteration is. That's, assonance is alliteration with vowels, basically. So it's normally in the middle of the word. Right, right. Yeah, and I don't know, I'm not even sure where the oohs were here. I think more the final oo, the final u. But still, that's the same idea. Okay, uh, so let's uh, read a little bit of this. Um, let's get the first 18 verses, 5, uh, 1 to 18. Remember, O Lord, what has befallen us. Look and see our reproach. Our inheritance has been turned over to strangers, our houses to aliens. We have become orphans without a father. Our mothers are like widows. We have, ha- we have to pay for our drinking water. Our wood comes to us at a price. Our pursuers are at our necks. We are worn out. There is no rest for us. We have submitted to Egypt and Assyria to get enough bread. Our fathers sin and are no more. It is we who have borne their iniquities. Slaves rule over us. There is no one to deliver us from their hand. We get our bread at the risk of our lives because of the sword in the wilderness. Our skin has become as hot as an oven because of the burning heat of famine. They ravish the women in Zion, the virgins in the city of Judah. Princes were hung by their hands. Elders were not respected. Young men worked in the grinding mill and youth stumbled under loads of wood. Elders are gone from the gate, young men from their music. The joy of our hearts has ceased. Our dancing has been turned into mourning. The crown has fallen from our head. Woe to us, for we have sinned. Because of this, our heart is faint. Because of these things, our eyes are dim. Because of Mount Zion, which lies desolate, foxes prowl in it. So, who is being appealed to at the beginning of this uh, chapter? God. To do what? Remember. Remember. Look at how we're suffering. Look at how bad it is. Please help. And the worst, the, the first thing, maybe the worst thing in verse 2 is what? They've taken our land. The greatest tragedy because the land represented the uh, covenant with God. They take this holy special land that God gave them that they'd had for what, a thousand years nearly? And and has been given over to strangers, to aliens. This is such a tragedy. And we become like orphans and widows. You know, maybe by saying that they're hoping the Lord will have compassion on them because the Lord always had a soft spot in his heart for the orphans and the widows. That's how they are now. 
That's how bad it is. You know, we're like them. That everything they do, they're in an alien country. They have nothing that's theirs. We have to pay for water, for wood. There's no rest. Our pursuers are on our backs all the time. We went to Egypt. We went to Assyria. Nothing helped. You know, our fathers sinned. We've borne their iniquities. You know, they're, they're just, it's bad. I mean, they're living almost like foreigners where they are. That's what they are, really. Slaves rule over us. There's no one to deliver us from their hand. I mean, these Babylonians should be our servants. And now their slaves are, are our masters. You know, that's how bad it's gotten. It's just, you know, you see the idea of the people putting forth the uh, just terrible situation they're in to try to appeal to God for mercy. Come on, help us. You know, bail us out. We, we're in terrible shape. We, we have to risk our lives for, for, for bread. Our skin is baking. They ravished the women, the virgins, the princes were hung, the elders weren't respected, the young men were slaves, the youths even stumbled under the loads of wood. Every group of society was uh, being hurt, you know, was being punished, you know, an appeal to God to have compassion, to have sympathy, to care about the plight of these people. The elders are gone from the gate, the young men from their music. Joy has ceased. Dancing has been turned into mourning. You know, it's almost like just a horrible black cloud of depression has just settled over the land. They're just as low as they can get. You know, these people are in terrible shape. The crown has fallen from our head. Now, what does it mean for the crown to be fallen from our head? Who wears a crown? What do they not have? Why not? He ran away. <laughs> not just that. He was caught. Uh, yeah, not uh, just that. Who's their king? God. Well, should have, should have been, but who's their earthly king? Who Who is now their earthly king? Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar, yeah. The Babylonians. You know, the crown fell off of Zedekiah's head. Fall, fell off of the lineage of Judah. <laughs> you know, woe to us, for we've sinned. I mean, they do realize it's because of their sin. This is why things are so hopeless. You know, because of this, our heart is faint. Our eyes are dim. You know, Mount Zion lies desolate. Everything is gloom and doom. Woe is us. We're in terrible shape. You know, wow, this is just a very depressing, discouraging, negative description. This Read this every time you're tempted to sin. <laughs> you know, wouldn't that help us? You know, if you read this and think, you know, I think I'd be better off not doing this. <laughs> you know. Comments and questions. Where was Jeremiah? Was he in Jerusalem? Yes. I mean, Jeremiah was in and around Jerusalem. I mean, he was from Anathoth near Jerusalem, but yeah, he spent a lot of time in Jerusalem. When the Babylonians came and took them into captivity, Jeremiah stayed with the people who stayed in the land that eventually, you remember, after the assassination of Gedaliah, ended up, without God's approval, going down to Egypt, and Jeremiah went with them. So, was Jeremiah in Jerusalem during the siege? I don't know. Okay. Well, yeah, during the siege, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was. Oh, yeah, because Zedekiah would call for him different times. So he okay. was in Jerusalem, yes. Half the time in the dungeon or wherever. But yes, 
He would he Willie. Pretty much all the Jews were because the countryside was taken Babylon over by the left. Babylonians. It was also left, yeah. So yes, he was. Other questions or comments? Nineteen to twenty-two. You, O Lord, remain forever. Your throne from generation to generation. Why do you forget us forever and forsake us for so long a time? Turn us back to you, O Lord, and we will be restored. Renew our days as of old, unless you have utterly rejected us and are very angry with us. All right. So, you know, God is ruling forever. I mean, they, they, they know the Lord is in charge. There's never really, I don't think, a time in Lamentations where they doubt the fact that God is responsible for this, that God's in control. They never say, you know, God, you just, you just were too weak and the Babylonian gods beat you. No, they know. This is the Lord's punishment. This is not the Babylonian gods conquering the Lord. They, they realize that. You know, God does rule forever, but why do you forget us forever? Why do you forsake us so long? You know, it's just like, it's forever. And maybe it's been a, I don't know, maybe at the most a few years, but it seems like forever. You know, isn't that the way it seems? You know, joyful times go like that, but terrible suffering just lasts forever. You know, God, we know you're ruling, but how come you're not doing something for us? It's hard to be patient and wait on the Lord. You know, restore us to you, O Lord, that we may be restored. Not just restore us to our position, to our homes, to our land. Restore us to you. You know, help us to have this relationship with you again. Renew our days as of old, unless you've utterly rejected and are exceedingly angry with us. You know, I mean, it's like, oh, restore us unless it's too late. Unless you're so angry you won't do it. You know, does that seem like this book is stopping on a very uh, encouraging note? You know, restore us unless it's too late. Unless it's hopeless. So the Jews thought that too. There were books like this in Ecclesiastes, Isaiah, and Malachi that they didn't like to end the book on a bad note. So they would, after they read verse uh, 22, they went back and read verse 21 again so they could end it on a better tone. Uh, You know, because it's really kind of a bummer to end Lamentations on verse 22. So that's what they do when they read it. Is that kind of a way of... Jeremiah is submitting to God's will? Yes, I think so. And maybe a way of recognizing the Lord is not obligated to restore. I mean, it's not like we can just say, God, you've got to do this for me. Now I've repented, you've got to come through. No, God can be merciful and bless us, but we, he's not obligated. He doesn't have to. So he's certainly within our rights to punish us. We have every right to, you know, he has every right to give up on us. Other comments and questions? So has Jeremiah suddenly become your favorite book? Probably not. But it is a needed book. It is, it is helpful to, to think about the emotions of what happens when God punishes us. Jeremiah was the facts. Jeremiah, you learn a lot about what happened. But in Lamentations, you know what it feels like. You know what that suffering, how that impacts you. And, and you know, again, it's like learning a lesson. You know, like God made an example out of the Jewish nation to show the effect that repeated sin has. It shows what happens when God punishes and abandons us. And so if we would read this and meditate on it and realize, 
I don't want this. I want to stay away from this. Whatever it takes for me to remain faithful to God so these things don't happen. Because there was hope for Jerusalem eventually. You know, Jerusalem did get restored. God brought them back with Cyrus's decree with Persia conquering Babylon. But what if we die in our sins? That is the ultimate tragedy. Because there's no way back. Then this bleak picture becomes the only picture. So it's, it's great motivation, if we'll use it that way, to just stop and say, I don't want any part of this. You know, I don't want to keep sitting. I don't want to turn away from God. There is nothing that makes it worth it. You know, what would be so good that it would be worth giving up your soul for? I can't think of anything. It might be good, but it's not that good. So that's, that's what I know about Lamentations. Probably not one of those books we read the most or preach from the most or whatever, but it is a good lesson for us. Thoughts and comments? All right, well, it would be good for us to uh, pray together before we conclude, and this uh, provided a good study for a day. So uh, why don't we uh, do that? Logan, you want to read something? Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you now in awe of your power, Lord, and in awe of your, your righteousness. We, we ask that you, you might forgive us of our sins, Lord, that you might lift us up and encourage us to, to be your, your, your children, Lord. We, we ask that you keep our minds focused on these things as we go home. Please help us to be able to meditate on you and, and on your word. We, we thank you for this opportunity that you've given us today to be able to come together and study about you and be able to uh, be able to see the different trials and triumphs throughout throughout the, your word, Lord. We pray that you might give us strength to fight against the devil. Pray through Jesus' name. Amen. Very good. Thank you.